Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. This is episode 198. Oh, damn. And this is chapter two in classic horror. So we decided to just pull another one of Alfred Hitchcock's um, most influential films. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, he actually didn't come up with the story. It was actually based on a short story from 1952. Uh, I'm going to mess up this name. Daphne du Maurier. So she came up with the story of sudden and unexplained violent bird attacks on the people uh, after World War Yikes. Yeah. So uh, that was the idea. So this is his follow-up movie from Psycho. And Alfred Hitchcock, at this point, probably couldn't do any wrong. And this one was pretty successful uh, to the point that in 2016, The Birds was deemed culturally, historically, and or aesthetically significant to be selected for, for, uh, for preservation in the National Film Registry. So this is one of those films that, you know, the folks are like, if you have a chance, you should watch it. You know, you might not be the biggest fan of it, but it was one of those important films. Um, I always know that a film is important when people spoof it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite spoofs of this is Hans Moleman <laughs> in The Simpsons. Uh <laughs> Oh, what was it? He was at. Oh, right. I'm picturing it. I'm trying to think of the context. He's like in the phone booth. Yeah, and the birds sure are. Yeah. Well, he says something at first, and then he's in the phone booth calling somebody. He's like, "Uh, Can you tell me how much for the biggest bag of birdseed you have? No, that's too big. (laughs) And then the birds are just like destroying the glass. Um, But no. uh, Also, Shit's Creek with the crowing. The (laughs) crowing. Also, that 70s show with their Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah. So, and obviously, we reviewed the 1963 film, The Birds. The, the, not the subtitle, but the tagline. Uh, I need to remember to do this for every movie. Uh, talk about the taglines, because they're a mess. Uh, there's a picture of Alfred Hitchcock on the cover, and he says, And remember, the next scream you hear may be your own. Mm. <laughs> you're right <laughs> so um it was funny when we were watching it together um oh i'm sorry i'm going out all out of order like i said this is spooky movie squad i'm joined like always with katie hi emma Hassan. And micah i forget i don't ever introduce you guys so people just hear your voice and they're like oh that, that person's back cool <laughs> <laughs> that one person oh he was out that episode yeah hey, he's back <laughs> oh he's gone again so actually this film was partly inspired by something that actually really did happen in California. Uh in a seaside town was Capitola. Oh yeah. Uh August 18th, 1961. So uh residents they woke up and seagulls and seabirds were dive bombing their houses, crashing into cars and just throwing up everywhere. Absolutely and not. And so they figured out later that it was because of toxic algae that they were eating. Hey, that's kind of what I said when we were watching this movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, there needs to be an explanation. Maybe so, it's like nuclear waste or sludge or some shit in the ocean that's <laughs> fucking them all up. Yeah, so Alfred Hitchcock, he thought about that, but he's like, no, I think it's better if you just don't know why it happened. Uh, some of my favorite Hard scary movies... They I don't disagree. fully explain, and that gets people talking. They're like, oh, maybe it was this, maybe it was that. Uh, we've said this before. When you reveal everything, then it's like, oh, oh, it's, oh the, that boogeyman that was bothering that family it was just part of their struggle? Oh, okay. No, but see, if you go through the whole movie, and then at the end it says... Birds continue to attack the town because, insert reason here, yeah. or stops, birds continue to attack the town, then you're like, what the fuck? Then you need more. 
Well, I think of uh, A Quiet Place. They never fully explain why the aliens are there. It's I just, still haven't seen it's it. It's just they're, they're there. <laughs> yeah. well, yes, but they don't explain because there's a potential for sequels. And they keep make, they're going to keep making sequels yeah. until there's no possibility, like, until they run out of people watching that movie. But this movie, Alfred Hitchcock's movies in general, seem to be intentionally one-offs. So, if he had no intention of a sequel, why not explain what the fuck happened? That's true. But it's funny, um, he originally made this for his uh, television show, the uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, which makes way more sense the way it ends, because that's 100% like a Twilight Zone episode. The yep. whole time I was, we were watching it, I was like, that's a Twilight Zone episode, just extended, because tons of them, Rod Serling would be like, we don't know why the birds attacked, but we do know... That they flap their wings into the Twilight Zone. And then, like, right. you know, or you like do something Black like Mirror, that. Yeah. Where there's no resolution. And they're just like, like, what the fuck just happened? Birds, the birds attacked. And they're like, but why? I don't know. I know. <laughs> they were just there. So it makes. I, I like it like this. But if that movie did come out in recent times, absolutely 100%, uh, there'd be some explanation, which, I mean, just the way it works. Uh, so one thing that I thought was pretty cool, the majority of the birds seen in the film, they are real, and it estimated they spent more than $200,000 on the creation of mechanical birds for the film, but the mechanical birds just didn't look real. They look mm-hmm. kind of shitty. So You can kind of tell which ones are mechanical throughout mm-hmm. the film as it's happening. Yeah. So some scenes, um, there's like, you know, just shitty animatronic ones moving, and then they use a lot of real birds. Uh, the lead actor, Mitch's character, uh, he said there was a, just this one seagull, I think he named it Alfred, and it just kept attacking him, like, for real biting him. And so uh, some of the birds were assholes. Uh, yeah, because birds are dicks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Micah was, for Christmas, he went to his uncle's house one year, and he had just gotten a brand new Captain America, like, Zip up. It was Volcom. Okay, so it was a A zip zip up, up. regardless. And he's sitting there with this giant fucking whatever it is, parrot, macaw, something or other that you probably shouldn't have. I think it was a macaw. And it just sat there cuddling with him, gnawing a hole through his brand new sweatshirt. And I didn't know that until I was like, what's that clicking sound? And I looked down and I pull him up and there's a big asshole. It's bone. Literally brand, right. Like right then, brand new sweatshirt. Brand new sweater. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. That's when you start hitting a bird. Bad luck with new sweaters. Hitting with hooks. One got stolen out of the back of the car before I even got to put it on. Like still had the tags on it. Damn this. Yeah. Fucking hell. Is your car locked? Bird tried to eat it. Yeah, yes. they smashed the back this window. This was in Sacramento when he went oh, out for well. mandarins. They took his... Say no I, more. I took, yeah. I you took had my, me at Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> took my grandparents' car and they had a Honda Fit. And so you can't... You can see you right You fit in there. inside of a Honda oh, Fit? No, I don't. <laughs> no. But it was out of necessity. Why? I don't know. It was like 2013. That was so For newcomers ago. here, Mike is six foot six. He's not a small person. Honda Fits are tiny. Honda, Honda Fits just don't I drove fit. a Honda yeah, Civic for seven fit. years and Barely. I didn't fit in that car either. <laughs> Great car though. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love Honda. <laughs> we all that love like Honda. This is not review. a paid sponsorship. I ate sponsorship. the whole thing. I didn't like it, but uh, great restaurant though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I ate the whole yeah. thing. Shit myself. I had the runs for days, but, yeah, but uh, no, great it was service. in a suitcase, and they just smashed the back window and stole my clothes. Well, nothing thought, in that suitcase. But they didn't know that. They probably expected I guess. Like a computer or some shit. Yeah, well, they they, they did get yeah. a computer from Chris. Oh my god! Uh, a like Hipsley? ten year old oh. laptop. Took his oh, yeah. 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 Sell that for like twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in the film, Hitchcock he decided to not do any have an actual score so like with psycho where the score was very important to the film and you know all the highlights and stuff in this film no he just went with sound effects sparse music in certain places uh but just the sound of birds cawing and flapping and just that and so let, it was, let me tell you how much that was it was awkward 
It was a lot. It made it seem real, like realistic. It like, didn't in real life. Like it'd just be like, oh god. No, it, it was dead uncomfortable. Quiet. See, it was, for yeah. me, it actually did the opposite because whatever, like however they managed to record these birds, didn't sound real. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I've been around like fields full of bird. Like I've you know go to the ocean. There's just like a shit ton of fucking seagulls everywhere. Yeah. Like I've seen like groups of seagulls and shit, and they don't sound like they did in this movie. And I don't know. Like, if it was the recording equipment that they used or where they recorded these birds or whatever. But it just didn't sound right to me to, I don't know, to to convey what he was trying to convey, I think. The fear that he was trying to build with not having any true soundtrack and just having bird sound. It sounded fake as fuck the whole time. Especially the moment with the crows on the, at the playground. Like, yeah. whatever sound was happening there, was it for sure was not meow. crows. And whatever sound they, like, picked up for the crow, like, s- the sound that crows make, it sure is not the sound crows make. No. Like. <laughs> that was like an awkward robotic mechanical cat. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like the sound. If this movie were to be made today, the sound, and they did the same kind of thing where they didn't, you know, put an emphasis on the score and they just really focused on the sound of the birds i think with new recording techniques and sound mixing and things i think it would be a much scarier movie just like, a, like we were just talking about kind of a quiet place it'd be similar to that where it's just kind of got your heart racing the whole time because you yeah. know what a lot of bird wings sound like when they're like fluttering away or when there's a whole bunch of birds and they're just like squawking at each other like you mm-hmm. know what that sounds like you have a like an internal like oh i've heard that before and it would freak you out way more if this movie sounded more like real birds. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the special effects of this film, because it's a movie where thousands of birds are just swarming people, it'd be just functionally impossible to have that many birds doing the one thing that you want them to do in a scene. So they worked with, hey, go figure, Walt Disney Studios. <laughs> Sounds right. And they had some technicians there that have this... Sodium vapor process, yellow screen. So there's different types of screens for different things. Mm -hmm. And so it's a mix of matte shots. So if you remember in uh, Evil Dead 2, when Ash is driving, uh, trying to get over the bridge, and the bridge is all destroyed, and he just gets out and screams, and there's this beautiful background, and it's like the sunset. That was a painting, and they just superimposed Bruce Campbell next to it. So that's what a matte painting, a matte shot is. And in a lot of older films, that's how they did it. Uh, I want to say Star Wars, uh, I think Empire Strikes Back, uh, when Vader gets off the, uh, mm-hmm. the the ship, when he's with the Emperor, that's a matte shot behind him of yeah. all the stormtroopers and stuff. They didn't have all those people there. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of money. But I can have somebody paint it for me. So, <laughs> uh, so precise matte shots like that. And... Kind of blue screen effects, but the flapping of the wings made it look real clippy. So they just came up with this new system, well, Disney, because... Because that's what Disney does. Yeah, they're pretty good at that. So uh, it's pretty sweet. So they superimposed a small glass booth full of birds flying around acting crazy. They superimposed that on scenes. And so Hmm. like at the birthday party and inside of the house when all the sparrows are there... It's birds flying all crazy, but they're not there, but they are there. And so it's like this extra layer where eh, it's kind of like how CG works now where people are like walking with nothing or they're fighting off stuff and it's not there. But it's it's like that. And so uh, just an earlier form of that. Uh, one, One special effect I thought was really funny. When the kids are running from the school and the birds are attacking them, they were actually on a like a treadmill, like a track and they're running. Uh, but the bad thing about kids running on a track like that, if kids in the front fall, <laughs> it'll, make, it'll make everybody fall, which happened a few times. It just takes one person messing up, and then they'll, eh, everybody just dies. Uh, I feel like Wayne right now. Yeah. Fuck, I could watch kids falling down all day. <laughs> uh, but this movie, like, it's it, tons of awards. Everyone had a really cool time watching it. So, um, so... It had some mixed reviews when it came out, but I'll talk about that later. So, um, Katie, what did you think about The Birds? I really liked it until the very end. I needed more 
than it gave me at the end. I was disappointed with the ending, but it was good the rest of the way through. Emma? Yeah, I, uh, it, there were a handful of very awkward moments up front that were like, um, where is this going? And then I really got into it, and like Katie said, I needed more at the end. And I think I think that's possibly what he was going for. Like, you just didn't want it to be over. But at the same point, I, I almost didn't feel the I don't want it to be over. I felt like, what the fuck? Like, why end there? Yeah. Like, it was very frustrating. So... Yeah, no, I liked it though. It was good. Micah. Yeah, I it took me a really long time to figure out whether or not I was actually enjoying the movie. It was very, very drawn out and really, really awkward for a yeah. lot of that beginning sequence. Mm -hmm. And then it just got more and more weird and then it kind of twisted into craziness, which is I, I really appreciated it. Uh, yeah, by halfway through the movie, I was I was invested a lot more than at the beginning, because at the beginning I was like, oh god, is this what is happening? Right? I mean, we were all making little comments about it and everything, and then it just like wasn't getting any better for a long time, and I was like, okay, well, all right. Yeah, I don't know if that's a like a Hitchcock thing, but same thing happened in Psycho. It took like kind of like half the movie before like the shoe yeah. dropped and like oh crap she just got stabbed up in that shower holy shit okay this is wild as hell uh but yeah just like with the birds it just like oh they're like you know being cute i guess with each other and following each other home and stuff and oh shit that bird just hit her in the head <laughs> oh shit those birds are acting wild out here okay oh shit uh but yeah it's just one of those builds and i, I kind of like that it just takes a hard hard left turn at some point and it's just you know it, I don't know it makes it seem kind of like a normal I don't know like it was a romantic comedy at first or something and then we're just like watching it and it's like Psychonauts a scary movie like oh, oh yeah okay. Mm. Okay, that's, that's interesting I hadn't seen that before and probably for the 60s like this probably weren't that many films like that so it probably caught a lot of people off guard they're like oh this isn't gonna be that bad I was told this is gonna be scary and that's like oh shit uh, especially with a lot of has no eyes. yeah, especially with a lot of the scenes. Like I could just imagine in fucking nineteen sixty three, people freaking out in the theaters seeing some of these scenes. Mm -hmm. Now it's like this is nothing, but in the sixties had to be wild. Yeah, well, and we were talking about it while it was happening. If they remade this with today's technology and stuff, like at their fingertips. Oh, this, this would movie be would be horrifically scary. Like, this wouldn't be, oh, like, cute 1960s, like, everyone's wearing kitten heels and smoking and having a brandy. Like, yeah, no, no, this, this would, be would be intense. Fucking every single person on Earth is being murdered by birds. Like, it would be just terrifyingly scary if yeah. this was made today. Like, that little girl would be all over the internet, like... So-and-so is saying this on Instagram, and so-and-so is saying this, and... Uh, oh, yeah. I don't have With the use the of social media? And... No, yeah. It'd be similar to hashtag alive, except not zombies. Birds. <clears throat> yeah, except yeah. for if we learned anything from social media, it's that birds aren't real. No. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, the God. birds aren't real movement would be the first ones to die. They're like, why are you guys inside scared? <laughs> They're not real. They're not real. Those are CGI. It's fake. Yeah. Oh god, it's not fake. I see the wires right in here. My eyes! Yeah. My eyes! Goddamn government at it again. Yeah. Okay. Government surveillance. So we'll we'll get through the story and I mean even for its age. It was, through the bird. It's pretty quick. Jesus. So uh in the early nineteen sixties, as I say, in a San Francisco pet store we meet up with Melanie Daniels. She's a rich girl that just likes Doing crazy pranks. She's, I don't know, it's like prank punked. <laughs> She's a spoilt <laughs> Back in the bitch. day. Uh, she meets up with Mitch Brenner. He's a, a lawyer. And he's looking for lovebirds for his sister Kathy's 11th birthday. And uh, so Mitch r recognizes Melanie from uh, a court appearance. So she loves doing practical jokes on people. 
and Practical Joke went crazy. And so she's like, you know, Mitch is like, hey, I remember you in court being an asshole. And she's like, nah, I don't know about that. Uh, but she likes messing with people. I guess when you're rich and bored, it's fun messing with people. I mean. Yeah. Uh, so Melanie, she fakes like she works at the store because she's like, I don't got nothing to do today. Let me just fuck with this guy. And her and Mitch, they easily like hit it off and they're like flirting with each other. I guess that's flirting. Uh, and <laughs> they like talk about birds and our knowledge of them and stuff. And so um, they, it seems like they like each other, but then now they're, they're constantly making these jokes at each other. It's, it's, it's like big. bad, weird jokes, too. They're yeah. not even their like, oh, are, <laughs> Yeah, their banter's weird. So, um, so Mitch leaves after all of this, and Melanie is instantly like, curious about the guy she wants to see him some more she buys the lovebirds and she drives to his apartment so she finds where he lives <laughs> you know that's what you do and she discovers that he doesn't he has an apartment in town but he leaves for bodega bay like five days out of the week and so okay. she's like okay shit so it's 60 miles away fucking i'll do it this is gonna be a hilarious joke he's gonna <laughs> laugh you know when i put these birds in his house and just run away real quick. Uh, <laughs> so she makes it to Bodega Bay and she meets up with the local teacher, this Annie, and she finds their home and she drops the lovebirds off, but she actually rips up the note she had from Mitch and leaves one for young Kathy, a nice one. And so she, as she's leaving on the boat that she rented, uh, Mitch sees her and they meet up. And he's like, you should stay for dinner. And uh, she gets to meet Mitch's mom, Lydia. Lydia. Mm -hmm. And she's very cold and mean. So hopefully <laughs> hopefully a couple of bird pecks will make that better. And so they meet up and she actually makes it to dinner. Everybody in town is very leery of her. It's really weird. Like uh, we, uh, everybody kind of brought it up. It's like, dang, I know she's new in town. And there's probably only like 60 people in this, in Bodega Bay. But everybody's like, oh, she's new. I don't like her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and everybody has some issue with her. Uh, Lydia, the mom, Mitch's mom, uh, doesn't like any woman that's in Mitch's life. And Annie was with Mitch before, but it didn't work out. So she has some issues with Melanie. So it's really, really odd. So... Um, as she is heading back to town, she gets attacked by a seagull. It, like, stabs her in the head. So they meet up at the diner, and uh, they clean it up and stuff, and she actually meets up with the family later. Um, at the farm, we learn that Lydia, the mom, her hens are refusing to eat, and she calls around, and other chickens and stuff in town, they're refusing to eat too. And it's like, well, that's really weird. Oh, well, let's move on with our lives. So, <laughs> uh, Lydia, she talks to Melanie and says, like, hey, I remember hearing about you. You jumped in a fountain in Rome and you were naked. And it's like, nah, that, that, that ain't me. That ain't me. <laughs> uh, so she's just kind of reported in a lot of columns, gossip-wise. And she, Melanie's kind of a mess. But she actually wasn't naked and she got pushed into the fountain. So, um, It's because her dad's a reporter. Yeah. So the next, uh, well, that night, Mitch calls Melanie when she's back at Annie's place, because she's staying with her, uh, and invites her to Kathy's birthday party the next day. And then they hear a fucking hit on the door, and they make it to the front door. Hey, this seagull just went full speed at the door. Oh, that's weird. Oh, well, let's go to bed. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a whole lot of just like, that was really fucking weird. Oh, well. Uh, so, <laughs> the next day at the birthday party, Kathy's birthday party, everything's going pretty good, and Melanie, she talks about her past and her mom leaving with another man when she was a kid, and all these things. Yeah, that got really real and really awkward yeah. really quickly. Like, mm -hmm. they're going up to the top of some random ass, don't know if it's a beach, don't know if it's the desert kind of hill, and they're drinking. And she just literally turns around. I don't know. She left me when she was when I was eleven. Yeah. And then she like cries for point two seconds. Yeah, that was weird. It was weird stuff. So at the birthday party, 
Oh no, the kids are attacked by some seagulls. They just come out of nowhere and they're scratching faces, uh, trying to poke out eyes. That They seem to really know that that's the thing to, to aim for. So all the kids get inside and the parents and anybody of age drags everybody in. They're like, wow, that's really fucking weird. Uh, they get the cops out there and they're like, no, that was really weird, man. We got attacked by birds. He's like, well, did the kids do anything to the birds? Did they... Did they kick them? Did they poke them with a stick? I'm like, no, the man. Must have been making, the kids must have been making fun of the birds. I'm like, no, man. The fuck? Birds just went fucking crazy on us. Birds don't do that. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, little girl put on a blindfold and said, look at me, I'm a seagull. Yeah, look at me, I'm a seagull. They're like, hey, she's not a seagull. <laughs> uh, later that night, Melanie, she stays another night with the family. And hey, look at that. Sparrows, at least a hundred of them, come through the chimney and just start... Breaking things, attacking everybody in the house, and it's it's horrific. There's a lot of birds. Mm-hmm. So Mitch, uh, he he tells Melanie that maybe she should hold off driving back to San Francisco because, like, you know, we just went through some scary stuff, and I don't want you driving at night, which is very reasonable. Uh, the next morning, Lydia she goes to her neighbor to see uh, if they know anything about why the chickens won't eat any food. And she finds her neighbor in his room with no eyeballs and pecked to death by birds. <laughs> pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. Yep. Oh, man. It was, it, was, it was pretty wild for... That was a disaster yeah, scene. Yeah, for like 1963. It was yeah. Pretty, yeah. It was pretty I wasn't crazy. expecting That would have scared the pants off me in 1963. I'd have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty scary. I'd like to have like, heard just like live... Mm-hmm. Just the audio of that. Yeah. Oh man, gas. Or the people coming out of the theater going like, "Oh my god, <laughs> how low brow!" <laughs> Here comes the beat wire gun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so Lydia, she hops in her truck and goes a buck fifty back home, and freaks out. Doesn't even make sense. She just saw a dead body. Uh, she's very nervous for Kathy because Kathy's still at school, and Melanie says like, "Hey, I'll pick up your daughter." And we'll get back here. And it's like, cool. So Melanie, she's sitting outside the schoolhouse, which I thought was a really cool scene. And this is where it starts to pick up. And it's like, okay, y'all know what this movie's about. Here comes the birds. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's going to have a cigarette outside. And she looks at the jungle gym, and it's like four birds. And she's like, okay. And she looks back again, and it's like 12. She's like, okay, that's that's an absurd amount. a little worse. Absurd amount of crows. She looks back again, the whole jungle gym is just engulfed with crows and like okay that's fucking scary i'm gonna tell everybody inside um and the kids are about to go out for recess and she uh, melanie tells annie the teacher she's like no 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 we're gonna stay inside because this shit's kind (laughs) of wild she's like close that door right now yeah uh annie comes up with a plan she's she tells the kids hey we're gonna do a fire drill and kids like oh man and it's like okay (laughs) if your house is close by you're going to close by (laughs) we're gonna run out and you're gonna go to your home. To our home? <laughs> yeah. It's like every random few words, somebody would repeat it verbatim. It's like, shut up, kids. Let me finish. Yeah, man. Shit. <laughs> Shit. So, and if your home wasn't close, you just run to the diner. And so that's the plan. The second they get outside, the bird's like, here they are. Let's get them. <laughs> and the kids and teacher, everyone's just getting attacked as they're running down the street. Uh... One kid, she like falls, breaks her glasses, like a like Millhouse would, and she's yeah. getting pecked up. And <clears throat> Melanie actually actually grabs her, and they run into um, a restaurant. And so they run into a restaurant. So um, later on, Melanie's talking to everybody at the restaurant. She's like, "The crows, they attacked this. You know, they attacked the school, and some people aren't believing it. There's a what ornithologist." <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Why is it that everywhere in this movie you find a bird expert? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, in a lot Everybody's of everybody's a bird expert. Well, it's it's always must be fucking nice. Yeah. It's always <laughs> funny in a lot of scary movies. It's always like, oh, I studied this in college. It's like I don't see anything scary about this. Oh, God! And then they die because you, you're not supposed to know things. So while they're there, um, a gas is. Gas station attendant, he's attacked by seagulls. And then 
So he's pumping gas, I guess. Dude, straight up just picked up like a high school bully and slammed into that damn. Yeah, it like hit him in the head and he like fell over. I was like, good God. And unfortunately for him, gas pumps back in the day, they don't have any safety measures, which I guess makes sense. It's the 60s. So the gas is just pouring out stupid hard. (laughs) And and this guy down the street, down the hill, he's about to light up a cigar. And everyone's like, don't light that cigar, you asshole. And he's like, oh, what? Light it faster? And then (laughs) he proceeds. Don't drop the match. Ow, my fingers. And he proceeds to catch on fire. And his body just goes limp into the car. Like, oh, God. And so giant explosion. People come outside. Seagulls are like, hey, there's more people. Let's poke them. And so everyone's getting attacked in town, and then we get the one of the most iconic scenes from this movie that everyone spoofs and things. Uh, Melanie, she runs into a phone booth, uh, just confused about life, and seagulls are crashing into the glass, and she's confused watching people. They're driving in cars, getting attacked by the seagulls and stuff like that. It, it's, it's a really cool scene, and so I, I thought this was the spot where everything just kind of, I don't know. It just, if I was watching, I'm like, dang, this is actually really wild. In the restaurant, so after people are getting attacked and they run back inside, uh, just like in any horror movie, when there's enough just people around, sooner or later someone's going to be like, hey, none of this happened before Micah got here. Micah's controlling the birds somehow, or just, you're evil, or... It happens. It's all the, your fault. It happens all the time in horror movies. It's like I'm. I'm glad they didn't continue with that mm-hmm. trail of thinking because I'm like, oh, ugh, I hate that when it happens. Though that's a very real thing. Although that would have given us a much more real ending if it yeah. had devolved into something like she was a succubus or something, but somehow also a succubus. Birds. A succubus. Yeah. Sucky bus. bus. Yeah, sucky bus. Sucky bus. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So, uh, Mitch and Melanie, they head to Annie's house to pick up Kathy because she's there. And they find Annie's body outside. So, she got killed by the crows. And she pulls a just a good person thing and pushes Kathy inside of the schoolhouse before she gets pecked to death. And I was like, oh, that sucks. So, that night, the birds, they... Fly off, I guess, to gather more forces and come back later. <laughs> yeah, they'll be back. <laughs> we need more feathers. Yeah, with more numbers. Uh, and Mitch boards up the house and then waves and waves of birds. Like, I guess if this scene was in a video game, it'd have been like, you need to go upstairs and stop this thing. Like, ah, you're just running. Uh, it's like up in, the roof. It's like in a Resident Evil 4 when you're in that cabin. And all the zombies are coming in from different places, and you have to just survive for like ten minutes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, God, this is it's too time much. Yeah, run around the this town. This is yeah. too much. <laughs> and that was the opening to that goddamn game. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's so scary. So uh, Mitch, he gets his hand attack pretty good because I guess the seagulls. And I get it; they have wings, so they kind of like wedge things open. But one of the doors that he like hammered down, I guess they got it open, and they were trying to come in. And so he, like, punches a seagull back, and he's closing it, and he ties it off. So he's all cut up and stuff. And so they actually get to try to get some sleep, and they fall asleep. Uh, Melanie wakes up because she hears a fluttering sound in the house, and she looks over at the lovebirds that they picked up earlier, and the lovebirds are like, Hey, man. Now we're chilling. Right. Just in love over here. (laughs) And she heads up to the attic and opens the door and discovers that the birds, they peck their way through the roof. And there's way too many of them. And they jump Melanie. They jump her real good up there. And so she's getting pecked and scratched. They were all up in that bed. Like, she came in there. We've been expecting you. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, Melanie. (laughs) (laughs) And they they attack her pretty good. Uh, Mitch, actually, he comes in and kind of pushes her body from the door (laughs) and drags her out. So Melanie's jacked up pretty good. And Mitch realizes that they, they gotta get out of here. They can't stay in the house because birds, the next night, they're just gonna get closer to them and probably get in and then they're gonna die. And they gotta get Melanie to a hospital. So Mitch gets Melanie's car ready for the escape and they head out. He heads outside and we get the next iconic scene. It's dead quiet outside and there's birds on every 
just conceivable thing that they could be on outside, on the ground, on a post, just kind of looking at Mitch. He he's... tries to stick his hand on the front rail right outside the door, and that crow's like, Yum! yeah, uh, it's. It's pretty good. The you know, it's like the birds were like, "We're not really that bothered by you. We can kill you anytime, and we own this now." And so, Mitch is just kind of like, "Well, we happen to." The There's car. a time and place, Mitch. Yeah, pick your, battles, pick your battles. Pick yeah. your battles. Pick your battles. It's it's pretty good. So the car radio says that bird attacks are happening on nearby communities, like Santa Rosa, and the military may hop in and do some fighting. They should have just already did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy, the kid, she grabs the lovebirds, uh, the only birds that didn't fight anybody for no reason. So um, maybe there's something to that. We'll never know. And Mitch and Lydia and Kathy and Melanie hop into the car and they slowly drive away. And all the birds just kind of sit there. And that is the end of the movie. (laughs) Yep. It's like, well, that's it. It's severely frustrating. Yeah, birds won. Well, this town they won. Right. I, I assume bigger places probably wouldn't be that easy. Actually, you know, no, it, New York would get shit on. It reminds me of the, uh, which I guess I imagine is kind of a take on this. The the dolphins take over the world yep. from uh, <laughs> The Simpsons. They were trying their best to fight those dolphins. <laughs> they got beat up. Didn't Mo get like like dirt thrown in his eyes? He was like yeah. beat up yeah. a dolphin. <laughs> they were out there trying. So, uh, Katie, who was your favorite character in The Birds? <clears throat> I liked Melanie. Um, she really was the only one paying attention to The Birds, acting wild at first. And she was really focused on getting everyone out safely as much as she could. Like, she went into that school trying to save all them kids and... Nobody else seemed to notice that the fucking birds were just going crazy and everyone was just talking shit on her. So, yeah, Melanie was my favorite. I, I assume in a in like a bay town like that, like you just see a lot of birds, so it's not weird. And everybody else was like, yeah, birds, they're everywhere. Mm, the difference is that you do see a lot of birds like that, but you see a lot of birds like that on the beach. Yeah. Like, where there's things for the birds to eat. Because birds are constantly, like, pecking at the ground looking for food. In highly populated areas, like like amusement parks, like Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, or mm-hmm. the wharf in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, you will see birds on, like, in the places where there are people, only because there's hella food on the ground. Yeah. Like, people drop mm-hmm. fries and shit all over the place, so birds go to eat it. But Just- it's... I just had a really cool idea. Uh, if it ties into like what they did with World War Z, where the zombies ignored you if you were dying, yeah. And it turns out like because there's one part where he goes, you know, crows are scavengers; they wouldn't attack people. And it's like, oh shit! What if everybody is dying of some disease, so they're here to scavenge everybody? Oh, oh. birds trying to get rid of the people. Oh, a zombie movie with Before fucking they get birds. birds. But it's like reverse. It's like the birds are like, no, you guys are sick and you're going to make the world bad. You're if dying you stay. anyway, so uh, yeah. we're going to eat you. If you stay too long, you'll mess up the world. Well, so I don't want to do that one off. because then we'd get a horrible movie like The Happening. No, you know, <laughs> nobody wants that to happen. Trees, again. trees are like, yeah. we don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but like on the coast, you would see them at the waterfront because that's where all the seashells and shit are that they could eat. All the little crabs and shit in the soft sand. Mm-hmm. Or even. In a highly populated area where there's lots of food on the ground. Like, tourist destinations, you know, people be dropping popcorn and fries and shit on the ground everywhere. So, there's hella birds in those areas to pick up all of that trash. Yeah, that's true. But, in this little town, where it wasn't a big tourist area, and there wasn't, like, you know, random just food places out for the birds to scavenge at, it would have been weird to see the birds, like, all on that fucking jungle gym or all in this one yard or driveway or whatever like it would have been out of place and nobody else seemed to notice but melanie so good for her she wasn't even from that fucking town (laughs) yeah emma so i also chose melanie but i chose melanie for a slightly different reason um in the beginning with all its awkwardness and very weird 
tone with Mitch showing up and being like, okay, Melanie Daniels, like this weird. And she is so just petty enough (laughs) that she went out and got those fucking birds and she called all of her everybody's and was like, find this license plate. I'm going to go hit this bitch. Okay. Like, that was it. From there, I'm like, I like you. You're like, come in here and mess with me like you know me. I'm going to show up in your house like I know you. And I thought that was pretty funny. So, Micah? Uh, I guess mine would be... Let's go with the only other person paying attention to birds in that town, which was that old lady (laughs) with the kid. And she's, like, freaking out, trying to protect this kid and going, like, dude. The one yelling that she's evil? Well, yes, but that didn't happen until later when her brain was already melted from panicking The mom of the two kids. So the the two-second But, like, she's sitting there going, like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? They just attacked your children. Why are you not doing it? It's the end of the world. (laughs) I did like his consistency, too. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, she was the only other person that did it. And then towards the end of the movie, I mean, she's so distraught that she has a mental breakdown. So yeah. I can't really blame her for that one. But she's the only other person who was trying to say, like, well, fucking, why are we not listening to her? I mean, and then it was yeah. like, oh, well, that's because it's all her fault. She's the one who brought the birds. <laughs> yeah, she brought the birds. I'm a dick. So, uh, Where'd you go, Melanie? uh, second place in my head, obviously, Melanie Daniels. I learned that Tippi Hedren, that's her name, her daughter is Melly Griffith. Yes. Ooh. And, uh, uh, so it's funny, not really funny, it's kind of shitty. Uh, the background on this film, Alfred Hitchcock, as I said in Psycho, that he's kind of an asshole in this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, they had more evidence of why he was an asshole. So the final scene when Melanie is in the attic and she's getting attacked by birds, that scene took a week to film. And after that that week was done, she actually went to the hospital for a few days for exhaustion because they just had just long days of her. I don't know how that scene would take that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently uh, there were a lot of moments where Alfred Hitchcock was just real weird with her and like she didn't say they did anything bad it just there were moments where she didn't really like being there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh one of the scenes i think in the phone booth the one of the birds flies through the glass i want to say it was either that scene or the attic scene um alfred told her to stand in a certain spot and the, you'll be all right and then she got hit by one of the like prop like, birds yeah and so yeah. she in multiple things she was like no he did that because he didn't like me or I didn't want to be his like buddy because yeah. Alfred was real oh. good on having actresses he apparently had this like group of blondes and they were like oh I got this blonde for this movie and this one and they're my, they're my buddies you know and she didn't want to be part of that group and so he's like well fuck it I hope that thing hits you in the head and so she wasn't a hitchcocker yeah, <laughs> so she went through a lot in this movie. Uh, a really big movie for her, oh, but uh, yeah, Alfred Hitchcock. He's one of those like uh, when I was talking about um, uh, Stanley Kubrick. He's another director that likes messing with people, kind of like in uh, One Cut of the Dead when that director's like, "Oh shit, real zombies? Yeah, I want to see, I want to see how you feel with real zombies messing with you." He's like, "You son of a bitch, help us!" Like, no, I wanna see, I'm recording this. And so, uh, yeah, so big ups to uh, uh, TB Hedren. But uh, I went with Mitch. Uh, Rod Taylor is his real name. He was the voice of Pongo in 101 Dalmatians, I learned. He's Australian. Wow. <laughs> uh, but in it's so wow that he's Australian. Yeah. yeah. Never uh, in my life would I have imagined that seeing as Pongo is a British dog. I guess it's not the hardest thing to do. I don't Maybe know. Maybe little kid me are, just never noticed. Accents are fucking weird to me. True. Like, uh, Australian and... British English sound the same to me when I was a kid. It's closer so than just American. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, he did great in his film. Uh, he kept it together. Everyone was kind of losing it, which makes sense. I mean, if I was sworn by like 10 birds, I'd, 
I don't know if I'd be like, oh, you know, crazy, but I'd be up fucking set. I'd be pissed. I'd go outside with a helmet on and be like, let's fucking go. Uh, <laughs> I will say those two's character dynamic as they were going through this, like they teamed up really well yes. together. Yeah. And they really supported each other for people who really don't know a goddamn yeah. thing about each other. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And a lot of people praised uh, Hitchcock with his writing of those two characters. Because mm-hmm. at first, like, Melanie's just, like, some rich chick that just likes pranking on people. And then later on, she's out here saving kids and, you know, trying to be a better person. And Mitch was good at first, kind of aloof and stuff. But then he gets, you know, he's, like, one of the fucking heroes. And he's trying to save everybody he can. So, uh, yeah, big ups to Mitch. So, yeah. So minus minus oh. the creepy stalker opening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was weird at the beginning. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character? Uh, the old lady ornithologist from the diner <laughs> Which <one>? scene. <laughs> There's only one ornithologist in the movie. That the other lady. I guess I, I was thinking of the the, the lady the at the beginning worked at a pet shop. She worked at a pet shop. She wasn't exact. She barely knew what the fuck she was talking about. So she knew more than Melanie, but yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Everybody knew more than Melanie. She was only in there for fucking yeah. pranks. Uh, that's Redbird. She like, was no. only in that bird store for pranks. Okay, Melanie is the pettiest of bitches. <laughs> no, the old lady from the fucking diner who just was so insistent that birds would never ever attack and birds don't do that and birds don't do this. I'm like, bitch, have you ever seen a goose? They attack. All the goddamn time. Yeah, Go fuck Birds yourself. of different species don't come together, honey. Lies. Have you ever seen a lake? <laughs> ever? Hey, Jim, how's it going? Lies, yeah. right? I don't know. There were a couple ducks of lake and, shots in this movie. There's like ducks that were and geese ocean. and all sorts of shit together. Lake. I don't know. She was just fucking annoying and I didn't lake. like her. They were in the ocean, Micah. Yeah, they were big wow. lakes. They were wow. big, big lakes. All right, Emma. I didn't like Mr. Preachy Man from the diner that oh, was like, the Ezekiel, this, they will come at you and not it's myself. It's the end of days. The end of days. I was like, fuck out of here, old man. No, thank you. All right. So that was it, Micah. We got some good evidence. Yeah. <laughs> well, people catching on fire wrong. outside. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love when a good movie pops up. It's like, there's a lot of shitty people in this movie. Who's this Yeah, but nobody had a whole lot of screen time enough to be shitty. How about yeah, the, the man Other than the ornithologist, who... I mean, but, you, you know, it's it's totally counterproductive. Well, not counterproductive, but, like, usually in movies nowadays that are disaster movies, the scientist is the one that's trying to get everybody yeah. like, dude, check this out. This isn't normal. This isn't how it's supposed to be happening. Yeah. And she's just like an enthusiast who has a book that she reads and doesn't even actually go out and look at birds yeah. in life. How about the guy who decided to light up his cigar while everybody said, no, don't. And he goes, more? Wait, what? What? More flames? Right. Bruh, don't. No, but Explode. yeah, the old lady ornithologist. <laughs> Closed-minded bitch. Right. Yeah. You ain't no scientist. Get out of here. I mean, it, okay, if I studied butterflies my whole life, and then somebody was like, oh my god, that butterfly just just strangled that guy outside, I'm like, they don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like I've Nobody ever seen... suspects the butterfly. Yeah, it was a butterfly, I tell you. <laughs> Got a gas can in the same. Uh, I kind of understand her side on it, but yeah, those birds were out there like, man, we're killing everybody in this town. So, my least favorite character I wrote down, folks without helmets on. <laughs> That's my least favorite. But I doubt there were a lot of helmets in that town. I was going to say, or in that time. <laughs> in the 60s. I mean, it, it's a town in the Bay. I assume it was a little bit chilly. Maybe she put a hood up. I think it was really weird that or no one... like Kenny. Like, <laughs> my very first thought, the first time that, like, the birds started attacking people, I was like, okay, so go home and put on Every piece of clothing you have, like, cover all of your fucking skin. Go Chandler. Like, put on Joey. Yeah. Put on fucking, like, long pants. 
Put on tennis shoes so you can run. Put on a couple of jackets so yeah. you have a couple layers of protection on your arms. Put some gloves on. Cover your shit with a hood. And like, a put on a ski mask. A like, scarf. y'all should be it, covered the fuck up. And when you yeah. do it, it has to be a montage of you put getting geared up to go Yes. Out. Montage! <laughs> <laughs> very much like single glove. Like, And then you gotta, put, your... the, you gotta put the eye mask on. The, yeah. the, 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 yeah, the lines. Yeah. <laughs> the lines and then the hood. What are, what are those fancy ass gloves? The ice uh, something gloves. Oh, uh, 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 damn it. I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? They're like the fancy ass gloves. They're like the, oh God, it's ice or something. something I don't know. But they should fucking yeah. have all put all the clothes on. Not yes. just kept running around in kitten heels and mm-hmm. mini skirts. Like, also, maybe don't clothes? let the kids run outside the classroom. Well, they didn't their, know any well, better. Their whole school was covered in glass, so they would have gotten murdered. Uh, yeah, I'd rather yeah. be outside. It's even either fish in a barrel or run with a chance. Yeah, because yeah, if I'm inside, then the birds are like, no, I'm fighting inside. I'd rather be outside so I could scoot and maybe get under something. That's for damn sure. Sit in a trash can or something. Just yeah, do something. <laughs> so, let us do seven word synopsis. Says. So, I only had one. It, and it's a real one. I didn't even get silly with it. Uh, running from birds is legit fucking scary. Uh, yeah. I ran from birds. Ran from dogs. I ran from a cat once. Uh, running from animals is scary because animals get real mean. And they're like, I'm going to bite you. And they just chase you. You're like, oh, God, help. <laughs> so all those scenes when the kids were running from birds, people were running. And like the birds are just on them, just like pecking at their throats and ears and eyes and stuff. That shit's wild. Katie. Uh, okay. The crows have eyes three. The crowing. <laughs> that I have never seen this movie before, and I watched all of Shit Creek before this. And the movie that Moira makes in Shit Creek is, is called The Crows Have Eyes Three. The crowing. Where a human woman becomes like a bird and then lives in a giant fucking nest and controls all the crows. It is wild shit. Go now watch Shit's Creek. Me. <laughs> Baby. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, two hours later and zero explanation. Come on. Um, and then. And then misogyny and pettiness apparently make relationships happen. Apparently. That's 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 what I learned from this. Yeah, because he was hella misogynistic at the beginning, and she was super fucking petty, and yeah. then they were together. Alfred Hitchcock it, it was is so fast. Alfred Hitchcock is terrible at relationship building in movies. Yep. I've only seen two of his movies, but in Psycho as well, just god-awful at relationship building. Like, yep. that shit made no sense, and all of a sudden, they were basically married. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> You're yeah. my fiance, man. It didn't make any sense. He, like, kissed the back of her hair, and I was like, wait a minute, when did we hit right? this level? I'm like, right? no. It, it got so <laughs> weird so quick. It was like, oh, this is just this petty-ass bitch who, like, followed me for two hours and gave me some fucking birds. And then fucking Come ten, and get it in. <laughs> ten minutes later, they were like, she shared a secret on a hilltop, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, we fucking. Okay. What? <laughs> Didn't make, there you go. That's didn't the make secret a to relationships. Share yeah. it on a hilltop. Didn't make a lick of sense. Micah. Not a great day for Bodega Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Award for most awkward interaction goes to... Yep. I'll show you a bird, motherfucker. <laughs> right there. For those of you staring at my microphone, I'm flipping you off. <laughs> Never seen someone loathe someone so instantly. Yeah. As like everyone in that town when she showed up. Yeah. And then my alliterative, bunch of birds busting bitches in Bodega Bay. Nice. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Like it. So, this film, it came out March 28th, 1963. Uh, what do you guys think the budget for this film was, Katie? Ten dollar dues. Ten dollar dues. Emma. Five dollar dues. Five. Micah. 
One dollar redo. One dollar redo. Hey, look at the big brain on Micah. <laughs> the budget. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Every time you say it, it just like, he's right. <laughs> the budget was 3.3 dollar redos. Every. Technically, Emma's closer. by that. I mean, if you want to be math about it, Emma's closer. Yeah, but Micah didn't, didn't go over. <laughs> Technicality still counts. My my rules are weird. If everyone goes over, then it's the closest. But if someone didn't, then they technically win. Quit trying okay. to take this from me, Katie. I really need this one. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay. So, uh, what do you guys think the box office was? Now I've got Katie. to rearrange my whole oh, line fuck. of thinking because I said way too much. Mm. Um... Fourteen dollar dues. Fourteen dollar dues. Emma. Twelve dollar dues. Twelve. And Micah. I was just gonna, you know, just barely hop Katie, but I'll go seventeen dollar dues. You could have split the difference and said thirteen. No, everybody over. <laughs> So, the box office for the birds was $11.4. Son of a bitch! And somehow, I still win. Yes. You're a piece of work. Wait, did you? No, you said 17. Emma wins. I know, I was just kidding. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's why I said somehow. Got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, the rules, they're opposite. Socks I said like. <laughs> Rules for you, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, uh, a lot of people love the movie. Uh, some of the, you know, the hoity-toity people. Uh, some folks said this is the worst thriller of Alfred Hitchcock. Um, this movie had tons of meanings and significance and things like that. Uh, one big issue was the whole... Some people assumed that the birds were attacking the people because of nature. So it was kind of like the happening way back in the day. And it's like, you got you all are screwing up the planet, so poco poke. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, but if you are a filmmaker in horror genre, then you love this. So uh, Guillermo del Toro... It's one of his favorite films of all time. John Carpenter. Hey, he made Halloween. Uh, one of his favorite films of all time. So it's one of those ones that all those guys and girls watched when they were kids. And they were like, man, I want to make something scary like that. That's fucking cool. So in the American Film Institute, this is the seventh greatest thriller in American cinema. Um, like I said, you can, you know, this day and age, we see movies all the time. Where it's like, man, this is a step away from a smut film. And this is bad. But, you know, and we see scary stuff all the time. But we need scary stories to tell the dark. Infinitely more scary than this. Oh, and, yeah. And it's fucking like PG. Yep. It's, you know. So we've seen scarier, but just thinking about 1963 me or someone back then, this probably would have been super terrifying because it's like, what if we go outside? What if the birds just do this? You know, what, what, what do we do against birds? Like a posse of birds, a murder of crows just trying to jump us. So, honestly, I said it like 75 times, but somebody should have grabbed a baseball bat. Yeah. Just swing it. Just swing away Merle in this (laughs) fucking movie. Like, the fact that nobody picked up a fucking wood plank or a stick or a bat and started swinging at these birds is astonishing. He's got a board with a nail in it. (laughs) I mean, my first thought would have been, okay, let's fucking just go back. We're batting for swingable thing. Yeah, yeah, we're batting for seagulls right now. (laughs) Okay, uh, does anybody have anything else to say about the birds? No? No? I'm good. No? No. Okay! Damn. <laughs> so with that car, that is the end of the show. <laughs> so uh, if you have any other cool fun facts about Albert Hitchcock, like uh, Melanie Griffith, she was on the set. She was a wee little gal, and Albert Hitchcock gave her a wax figure of her mom in a coffin as a toy. He's like, hey, it's your mom, and she's dead. Look at that. So Melanie Griffith was like, that dude's an asshole. It was an asshole. But you can tweet us at 
Alan Town Pod. We have an email address. Alan Town Presents at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to speak that. Alan Town Presents. <laughs> <laughs> so, the music you're listening to right now, that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CE, anywhere that you can search for them. Uh, Studio Fitas, thank you so much for the artwork. It's awesome. So, we are two movies away from the 200th, well, one movie away from the 200th episode, and we're doing one more for you. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm very excited about that. With 200 episodes. Uh, if I'm not lazy, then the 200th one will have a full intro. Hopefully, I finish it. But uh, no, this is awesome. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another classic horror movie. Okay, bye guys. Now that's spooky. I, you leaned forward in your chair. And it went, and he went, toots. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost. I cracked right before I said, right before I said, apparently so did I, and that's what threw you off. <laughs> Mess. Nice. That one got me. Okay, bye guys. Oh, that was still wrong. Yep. <laughs>